From Capital Analytics, I'm Abby Malone, and this is Invest Insights. Every week, we bring you perspectives, business advice, and more from the leading executives, entrepreneurs, and investors who are building, diversifying, and leading the way in the country's fastest-growing metro markets. Real leaders, real insights, right now. Welcome to Invest Insights. I'm Abby Malone. I'm joined today by Todd Williams, the president of Fidelity Bank. Todd, thank you so much for being with me today. Nice to be here, Abby. You know, we're going to get into a whole dialogue about how businesses change due to the pandemic, new norms, new strategies, new operations that will be shaping us into the future. Uh, but before we get there, I wanted to ask you, are there any new personal norms that you started due to the pandemic that you know you're going to continue with in this post-pandemic climate? Well, I'm, I'm sure there's quite a few. I don't know if they're going to stick. I did buy a Peloton. And uh, if you really look at it, it, it still looks good where it's at right next to the box. So <laughs> I'll probably keep that one up and, and going. But hopefully here, I'll get on, on that bike and, and start using it. Maybe it will be a nice uh, New Year's resolution. Yeah, well, we'll that, that would be my new resolution, January. hopefully uh, post-pandemic. There you go. Many banks have used the pandemic to further their online and technology platforms, sometimes at the cost of their physical locations. What do you believe is the continued importance of brick and mortar locations to the future of banking? And what do you foresee as the future of branch banking? And how are you looking to adapt that course? Yeah, well, hey, that's a good question. And there's many different angles. I think from Fidelity's perspective, we are a business bank. So from a, a location perspective, we've always viewed our bankers as our branches. So if you look back at the history of the bank, originally we had a number of different branches. We found with the advent of remote banking payments and uh, various ways of doing business with the bank, it wasn't as required. I did see a trend over the last Five years, though, we're looking at opening up various branches or locations and expanding our franchise. But it really is being driven by the talent and where the talent's located. Mm -hmm. And uh, so when we're looking at expanding, it's where's the talent? Because it was becoming more difficult for us to get talent to come to the bank here. And so Placing that close to the talent and close to where our clients are was very important. Now, since the pandemic, now we have this remote work situation. And so do you put in brick and mortar? Do you do a hybrid? And I think where we're kind of ending up with is more of a, a collaborative center where our talent can congregate, do business, meet with clients. But I think we can do that because we're a business bank. And it's a little different than if you're a retail bank where you have mortgage or trust and really more of a, a pure retail community bank. I think brick and mortar is extremely important for that model. And I think that's going to be there for quite some time. Well, the economy-wide effect of low interest rates seems to be a net positive with cheap lending and refinancing opportunities. How does the current environment pose a challenge to smaller, more local banks that might not have the fee income that institutional players have? And how is your bank mitigating these issues, finding opportunity therein? So we've seen low interest rates in the past. And I think when you look at it right now, there's a lot of government money that's floating in the, right. in the uh, system. We're seeing our lines of credit where they're not being used as much. So all of those things really combine in a compression and margin and looking at your net interest margin. 
how we've mitigated that is through diversification. Mm. Uh, we have a mortgage warehouse line of business, which when interest rates go down, our clients are serving various refinancing opportunities. And uh, so that business really goes up in times where interest rates go down, where you might be in a recession. The other thing is we utilize floor rates, and we've also expanded and diversified our product mix to include AR financing. Okay. So when clients are in a recession, they may need capital through AR financing. And then also equipment financing, we've expanded into that area. And as clients are looking in recessions to improve their operations, they're spending money on equipment to help streamline their systems. Right. So diversification and also just watching the bottom line and looking at expenses has uh, hedged us against that compression. And I'm happy that you mentioned the equipment financing and the uh, mortgage warehouse. I want to dive a little bit deeper into that. The unique feature about Fidelity is its status as a regional and national lender in the mortgage warehouse space and providing equipment financing and accounts of receivable funds uh, funding as well. How have these business lines performed during this cycle, especially given the current state of the market? And what needs to happen to, in the near future to keep this growth sustainable for the long term? So obviously in the mortgage warehouse area, hey, it's been uh, extremely nice ride here as refinancing has gone on throughout the country. That line of business has been a, a, a very good uh, earner for the bank, which is traditional. Accounts receivable financing, hey, we've had very good success there. One thing around transportation, as there's a lot of transportation going across the country and there's been high freight uh, rates, that business has done very well, as, as well as the equipment financing. There's a lot of activity where people are trying to improve their businesses. Now, to keep those all running, uh, you know, I think you have to invest in technology and staying relevant. Uh, I think also you have to bring on additional resources, people to stay relevant. But overall, it's been a good hedge for us and a good diversification. And I think we'll continue in all those markets and expand that. And now that we find ourselves in this new landscape, this new economy, what's next for Fidelity Bank? You know, I think there's a lot of different dynamics going on. I think there is a transformation that has been occurring for quite some time within the banking industry around digital transformation. So for us, I think the primary thing is to expand upon that digital transformation, we're working very hard to become easier to do business with. And, and like I said, our bankers are our branches. Well, also technology is moving us more to where the technology is moving us closer to the client. Right. And so we're going to have to expand upon that. The other thing is talent. Mm. Hey, to be able to execute and have innovation, we're looking for talent. We're looking for people who can be good bankers and advisors. We're looking for value add. Right. And then finally, to be competitive, I think it's going to be uh, continue to be a low interest rate environment for some time mm -hmm. uh, to combat uh, compression on margins. Hey, we're going to make sure that we're very lean across the organization. As far as our industry is concerned, I think in Minnesota, it's a very robust economy. Uh, it's very diverse. And I, I think that we'll probably see a little bit uh, more consolidation. But overall, I, hey, we're excited. And I think it all starts around people. And I think Fidelity's well positioned for that. 
You've been listening to Invest Insights. Be sure to follow, rate, and review this podcast to hear more. I'm Abby Maloney. Thank you for tuning in.